we have one more question. Can we elaborate on a continuous seeking state? Yes, and the seeking can be relentless. And the same way the seeking comes in and, and we have deep desires. And the biggest desire or the, the, the best desire that you could ever have is for freedom, liberation. But once you come to the door of liberation, you have to burn that desire of liberation. So seeking is wanting for something preferred And in some ways, there is a projection of preference onto the present moment. And this projection of preference onto the present moment, depending on the intensity of that which you seek, can become the intensity of struggle. So you need to know what is your aim, what is your goal, what is the purpose and destination. You need to know that, but not be victim of that. You need to know your path. You need to know where you're going. You need to know what you want to achieve softly. And if this seeking becomes addiction, then there is a problem. If this seeking becomes a habit, I need that, I need that, I want more, I want more. It becomes addiction, a spiritual addiction a mental addiction, a psychological addiction. Of course, you know, alcohol and drugs is, is, is a physical addiction, but addiction arises in psychology. And to some extent, to some degree, everyone has certain amount of addiction. However, having a goal is okay you know wanting for a better life is okay uh, wanting for a better job and more opportunities and relationship it's all okay as long as it's not addictive as long as it's not a habit and what happens very oftenly that from mental habits, people come to spiritual habits and to spiritual addictions. And that is very common. And there is even a terminology for that. It's called being a seeker. 
And of course, it's, it's a burning desire for freedom, but it becomes a burden of unwantedness, of the mind, of pain, of avoidance. So you see there are these vicious cycles that one can fall into. And therefore even spirituality can become addictive and can become a problem. And therefore one loses touch with the ground, one loses touch with reality, one starts to live only in 5D, you know, only in heaven and there is no earth anymore and there is no physical anymore and that becomes a big separation. It becomes a massive separation because one no longer wants to be here, present. And therefore it's addictive. The separation can be even, can be dangerous. And many, many people, spiritual people go through these cycles of, of of wanting to be in heaven, wanting to be in these ecstatic states and altered states of consciousness, other dimensions, preferred emotions. And to some extent, everybody wants that to some, in some ways. And we may say it is fine. You may say it is human. I will say it is habitual and relax. Even that which you want so much, relax. Let it come to you. Don't be like a drowning man. Yeah, so relax your desires. And that which is truly meant for you, it will come. That which you truly have, it will come. That which is truly meant, it will come. And of course, it's always a middle way. It doesn't mean that now you can say, all right, so there's nothing I need to do anymore. I'm just going to chill out under the palm tree. Well, that will be called laziness. <laughs> there's always a middle way. You're always walking on the edge of, of the mind. <laughs> And, and, and basically this edge is you're is your walking like a, like on a rope, you know, like a circus art, artist in a circus when, when they walk on a rope. If they swing to one side, they will fall. If they swing to another side, they're going to fall. So if you, if you swing into the seeking, you're going to fall into the mind. If you swing into avoidance, you're going to fall into the mind. 
and the rope is quite narrow. And, and, and yes, just like the circus artist needs 10,000 hours of training, you know, to be able to walk on that rope and perform all kinds of tricks while walking on that rope. The same way you need 10,000 hours of practice to be right in the middle. And that is called the middle way. It is neither on one side nor the other. It's always in the middle. And that middle is like a rope. Sometimes it's even slippery rope. Sometimes there is a big wind and it just blasts you right away. You stand up on a rope and whoop, you slip. You stand up on a rope and the wind, you know, just blows you off and it's fine. It's totally fine. But every time you pick up yourself and stand up again, you're learning something. You're learning how to balance. You're learning how to be beyond the mind. And the mind is like a weather. Some days are more peaceful, some days are stormy. Every day is different. But you have your practice. And this practice is the middle way. And therefore, every time you practice, you become better at it. You process the two sides of the mind more and more. In Buddhism, they say that there's a, a universal principle that every sim single living being wants to what seeks for pleasure and wants to avoid suffering. Every single living being wants that. To seek for pleasure and avoid suffering. But let's remove two words, pleasure and suffering. So every living being seeks and avoids. <laughs> and therefore only very few are truly free. Yeah, so that is called the middle way, middle way. And take it as a practice. There is no failure in it. There's no failure in it. Take it as a practice and the practice makes it perfect. If you give it 10,000 hours of practice, you're gonna be right there. You're gonna serve the mind. You're gonna serve the energy. You're gonna be like the circus art artist or like a surfer riding the waves. And that's the art of being. That is the art of now. 